Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. My name is Elizabeth, and I am your host. I'm also a divorced mother of four sons and a remarried stepmom to three, so I do know what you're going through. And as the owner and founder of The Separation Club, I guide women as they heal, rediscover themselves, and create their new lives. That's what we're about here, moving forward and making something really beautiful and wonderful out of something that felt really hard. It all starts the day the old one ends. Today, I want to talk to you about self-awareness, what it is, how we find it, I guess, or how we become self-aware and why it even matters. I'm not sure if this is going to end up developing into like a two or three part podcast series, but for now, let's just let's just get started and see where we end up. So I want to take you back a little bit. When I went through this myself after, you know, almost 20 years of being married, four children, um, I was completely devastated, of course, as I think everyone is. So that wasn't unique about my story. But I also found myself sitting there thinking, who am I? I had no idea how to answer that question. And at the time, I honestly thought I must be the only one in the whole wide world who doesn't know who they are. I hadn't asked myself what I wanted or what mattered to me, like as in values or goals or dreams or anything in probably a couple of decades. Like, sure, I wanted to get married. And I wanted to have children and I was doing that. So, you know, those things were happening. But basically, my life was lived for others. You know, I I was there to support my husband. I was there to raise my children. And I wanted to do those things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I had some horrible life that, you know, I wasn't allowed to dream. Honestly, it was a choice or more of a I didn't know that I was even supposed to be asking myself those questions. But the end result of that was when my marriage ended, then I lost so much of my identity. I was no longer his wife, which was a huge part of who I was. And yes, I was still the boy's mother, but even that had changed now. Now I was a co-parent. Now I had to sort that out. You know, it was all, everything was different. Everything was different. And I just kept being left with this, incredible sort of empty space in me that I didn't even know what was supposed to be there. And I just found myself asking myself so many times a day, who am I? What matters to me? And how did this happen? (laughs) Now, I know that everybody probably asks those kinds of questions, or maybe you all do, maybe you don't. Definitely the last one, how did this happen? That we all ask. But I wasn't just asking like what happened. I mean, what happened was kind of simple in that, you know, he had an affair. It was the second time. And, you know, I decided that I was done, that I wasn't going through that again. That was why it ended. But that wasn't why our marriage turned bad. And that wasn't why he had the affair, right? Like, you know, whether I would like it or not, there's a reason he did that and There's a reason he was unhappy enough to want or need whatever from someone else. So not that that was my fault. I I understood that, but I had a part in it. And these were the kinds of questions I was asking myself because I realized very quickly that if I couldn't answer what happened, 
like really answer what happened, then how would I possibly prevent that it happened again? That was my fear. Because in truth, our marriage had been a difficult one in that, yes, he'd had an affair before, but we just weren't that well suited, I think. You know, we fell in love in a really big way and we had some really good times and good years and we made four beautiful children. Like I have the best looking boys in the world, of course, right? So, (laughs) but there was also this mismatch with us. Like we just, I don't know. And I don't want to go into that. This is not about my marriage. But suffice it to say that here I was at the end of the marriage and I knew that in the 20 years that I had been with him, I had tolerated a lot of treatment and behavior that had really hurt me. I had not always shown up in my own best interest. I had abandoned pretty much all my boundaries. I had lied to the world and that no one else knew how I felt. Everybody saw us as this great couple, of course, right? We all put that out there. Everybody saw us as being happy. And that is what I told everyone. I was always telling people how happy I was. In fact, I was always telling myself how happy I was. And though I do believe in, you know, being positive and finding the positive and talking positive, when you're lying to yourself and doing it so you don't have to face the reality, that's not all that healthy. So this was the road that I was heading down. But there were some questions that came to me kind of right away. And I think I mentioned it earlier. It's like, who am I? That was one of the first ones. Like, who am I? I had no idea how to go about answering that question. I had never, like I said, asked it before. I had never gone to um, seminars or webinars or anything like that on motivation and self-development or anything like that. I just hadn't. I hadn't read any books about it. I just didn't know a whole lot about those things. What I had as my, you know, arsenal of knowledge was I worked in the health and fitness industry and I worked with women. So I worked around self-care. I knew I had to take care of myself, meaning be good to me, right? So I made sure I stuck with my already very solid exercise routine. I continued to eat well. I, you know, I focused on things like feeling good when I walked out the door Um, you know, wearing something decent, getting out of bed and having a shower in the morning, even if I didn't want to, I wasn't sleeping and I knew that wasn't good. And that stressed me out as well. But I figured if I take care of everything else, if I exercise and eat well and, you know, take care of everything else, maybe eventually I'll start sleeping again. And at least maybe I can like counteract it. But anyway, this is where the journey started. And then, well, as I said, I wasn't sleeping. So I'd wake up when I finally fell asleep. I'd get up really, really early in the morning and I would think. I would sit and think about the big question. Who am I? And I was in the beginning pretty disappointed because I didn't have an answer and I didn't know what it even should be. So I started asking myself a lot of other questions, like what went wrong? Why am I sitting here by myself thinking about these things? Like I started just thinking about all of those. And the more I thought about it and the more I looked for the answers, the more I found them 
and the more I started to learn about myself. And I didn't love everything I learned, but there were a lot of really good things. I learned that I have strong values, like around integrity, honesty, um, family. I'm very open, I'm willing to share, you know, lots of good things. I learned that I'm very strong. Like while I can be soft and there for my kids and my friends, I'm empathetic, I can be gentle, but I also think just about anyone who knows me kind of knows not to fuck with me, plain and simple. And this probably means I need to change the settings on my podcast to something other than I have now. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So when kind of knowing that, I thought, okay, let's let's build on that a little bit, right? Like, let's build on that. How do I want to live my life? How do I want to... Um, you know, how do I want to show up? How do I want to show up? That was something I was asking myself. How do I make sure this never happens to me again? And the, I think one of the reasons that concern came to me so quickly was because this was not his first affair. So eight years before this, I had discovered another affair, what I believed to be his first one. I now, of course, question all of that. But anyway, at the time, that was, to my knowledge, the first one. And then these eight years had passed and it had happened again. And so for me, it felt natural to go to the whole, like, how do I not end up with someone who's going to do this to me, right? That was sort of where I was going with this. But I realized as I sat there and reflected, I need to get more in touch with who I am. And I started to hear people talk about things like finding your voice. Well, what does that mean, right? What does that mean? Finding my voice. Well, I know how to talk. It's like one thing I'm good at is talking. (laughs) And you know, but what does that really mean? And I I realized as I sat for hours and hours in silence, by the way, thinking and thinking and thinking about all of these questions that I mentioned to you, I started to hear my voice. And what did that sound like? Well, it was just this little quiet voice at first, but then it got stronger and it would start answering the questions. So when I put out questions like, what was my role? Because I asked myself that. What was my role in the demise of what once was happy? What part did I play? Well, as I kept asking and kept getting in touch with myself, I actually started to hear the answer. And like I said, you don't always love the answer. You're not always going to love what you learn about yourself. But the beauty of that is that now you know, okay, this is how I used to show up in this case. And I can change that. You can change anything when it comes to you, right? That's the thing you control. When we are in a relationship, any relationship, by the way, this applies to, you know, work relationships, friendships, other family relationships, your children. We're always in situations of trying to get along or find a better way or communicate something. And as we're doing that, we have to choose how we show up and we also get to choose how we respond or react to what someone else says. So basically the world is going to throw and people are going to throw a bunch of stimulus, a bunch of stuff your way and then it's up to you how you react, which is usually happens in the spur of the moment. You just, you know, say something back or do something or do you pause? 
Do you pause and think and then respond when it's something important, right? I think when you're in a marriage, at least this was true for me, you know, you, you go through your day and you're dealing with the kids and work and whatever. You're just going through your day and things get said and things get said back and little by little, like resentment might build and then a bigger situation happens. Maybe it's not communicated properly and, you know, the people don't react well and all of that. So those were all the journeys that I was going on. Like I was heading down all those paths in my memory of what had happened between us and the things that didn't work. I was definitely focused on the things that didn't work and I realized our communication was garbage and um, our conflict resolution didn't exist. Like we just ended up kind of agreeing to disagree all the time, but I don't know, that doesn't really work either. So as I started to hear the answers, I realized that's me talking. That is me talking to me. And in the learning that I've done in the years since then, Um, I now realize, first of all, that I was meditating, which I didn't know at the time. I was meditating. I was reflecting. I was sitting in silence. And the universe sure provided. The universe taught me so much about myself or whatever you want to call it. I learned about myself because I gave myself the gift of time, the gift of silence, and I made it important. So... Back to, you know, self-awareness. What is self-awareness? Well, when you want to develop self-awareness, you need to become aware of who you are. Just like I did. I don't know that you need to spend like three months and, you know, hours and hours between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. every day (laughs) um, reflecting on that. That's what I did. I think now there are so many more tools and we have so much more information about how to do this work. And to be honest with you, that's the work that I do inside the Separation Club, both in my um, membership and sort of group support and also one-on-one because I figured it out. And I'm going to take you on that journey, by the way. I'm, I'm. This is the beginning of sort of a bit of a blueprint of how to heal and how to move forward. I'm all about moving forward, by the way. I understand that there's healing that needs to happen. And yes, it takes time. But I really believe that for most of you, you decide how long it takes. You know, if somebody tells you constantly, oh, it's going to take you a year to heal. Oh, it took me two years to heal. Oh, the books say it takes two years or one year or 18 months. And you get that in your head. Well, then you probably have no expectations of feeling good for a year to two years, right? But what if I told you that I started to feel really happy, really good within four months, like really good. And I'm actually telling you the truth here. (laughs) I did. So I spent a ridiculous number of hours. Maybe that's why I did it so quickly, if you will, because if you added the hours I spent, it probably would take most people a lot longer just only because I was sitting up half the night doing this but I'm here to help you kind of break it down a bit and I'm hoping that you can find those answers a little quicker than I did by listening to this and also because there are so many amazing resources out there so back to you know what is the key to moving forward and to healing when you're going through something like separation and divorce In my opinion, one of the key things is to find out who you are 
to find your voice and to develop this self-awareness. Because when you know who you are, when you know what matters to that to you, it gives you confidence. It also you start to realize you're capable of amazing things, basically. Because on this journey, you will learn to love yourself because you're giving yourself this gift of time and, and reflection. But you'll also start to realize as you head down the road of how did this happen and how did I show up? Like, yeah, there were things I did that I didn't like, but I also did a lot of really good things and I really was a pretty decent wife, you know, by wife standards, I guess. Um, you know, whatever, you learn about yourself and you will realize that there's a lot of really great things about you. So I really believe that developing self-awareness is your first step to a truly happy and joyful and inspired life, which I'm guessing is what you would like for yourself just as much as I wanted it. So let me ask you this right now, after I've been talking for a bit, do you believe that this is possible for you? Do you believe you can live a happy and fulfilled life post-divorce or after whatever life event has been dominating your life lately? So if you said yes, then like ding, 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 like that is the right answer. But if you don't believe it's possible for you, well, you know what? That just means that there's some work to be done and it probably makes you like part of the, the majority of the population. But you really need to listen to this so that I can help you find that part of yourself that knows that you deserve happiness, that knows that love and joy and inspired living and a beautiful life and an easy life is available to you. And not only that, you deserve it. And even better, it's your birthright simply because you're here. That's what your birthright is. Simply because you exist, you were put in this world on this earth to thrive. You were put here to shine. So let's find that part of you and let's dust her off and bring her back out because she is dying to step into the light. So self-awareness, what is that? It's finding her. It's finding you, you as you were intended to be. So you were not put here to be unhappy. Maybe you were meant to go through this experience that you're going through right now to learn about yourself, to become self-aware, so that you can reach new heights. Maybe, maybe, maybe your time here with this person is done so that you can do something even better and greater and more wonderful. Okay, so now that we all know we are deserving of a happy and beautiful life, let's dive into the what, when, and how and see where we end up. Um, I promise you're going to walk away with some steps. You're going to want to make sure to stick around to the end and also catch the future episodes because I can already tell this is going to be a long one. So I probably will bring this into like a part two. So I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to this, it's entirely possible that you are going through separation and divorce. You might not be feeling really great about your life. You might feel that you have spent years, possibly decades, taking care of other people, your children, your partner, your family, and that you really, you're aware that you put yourself in the bottom of the list. I hear this from women who come into my group all the time. 
they share the same story. They share, I gave so much. I gave so much of myself. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe this happened. Now what? I'm nothing without them, right? Or I don't even know who I am. Just like me, they're asking the same questions. And where do they want to be? They want to feel better. They want to feel lighter. Many of them think they want to go back to this person who was not making them happy, but it just feels safer and better than the unknown. Let me tell you right now, the unknown, it can be anything you want. So you can tell yourself that the unknown is scary. And I know that it feels scary. And our brain tells us like brain messes with us, right? It tells us that things that we don't know and don't understand are scary and it tries to keep us from it. So override that and just say to yourself, I know that I don't fully know what my future is going to look like, but I know it's going to be beautiful. How's that? I know my future is uncertain, but I know it's going to be beautiful. Beautiful in what way? Don't know. But beautiful? Yes. Right? That's the work we're doing together here. So I think it's safe to say that we all want to be in touch with our voice. We all want to be in touch with our inner being so that we can tap into that, that intuition, that inner guidance, that knowing of what is right for us. Because as you go through something like this or any number of other things in your life, you're often faced with these huge decisions and crossroads and these complications and people who come and go in your life or that you want to let go of or whatever. And how do you find the answers? How do you find the answers to all these big questions? Well, you ask yourself, but you have to get reacquainted with that voice. You have to gain this new and strong self-awareness of yourself so that you know that you can trust this voice. You are confident in the guidance that you will give yourself. And so this is why this journey, it feels really kind of like you're on moving ground. But as you start to learn, as you start to hear that voice, that ground gets firmer and firmer underneath your feet and you will feel more and more confident as you make decisions, as you make choices for your family and yourself, and as you move forward in life. And you know what else? You will start to understand and see and believe that your happiness, it freaking matters, okay? It's not about everyone else first. It's not like, oh, as long as my kids are happy, then I'm happy. No, no. You need to be happy so your kids can be happy. You need to feel good about yourself so you can put your best foot forward as a, as a mother, as a friend, as an employee, as you. So the focus here has to be you. So who are you? That is like the first question, right? So I'm going to be talking about a few things as we go forward. But for today, I'm going to be talking about who you are and how to kind of get to that place and getting in touch with what you want. So this self-awareness journey. But as we move forward, like I said, I think this is going to end up in a future episode. I want to talk about being honest with yourself, taking responsibility for yourself, your choices, your life, um, and then the steps that you have to take to move forward, right? So we're going to get into all of that. So who are you? How can you even start on that journey? Like how do you get started on figuring out who you are? Well, you can, you can go down my route. You can spend time with yourself every single day. It doesn't have to be hours, okay? Just spend time with yourself every single day listening to your voice. Listening or even just sit in silence. Just 
you know, because you might be thinking, I don't hear anything, Elizabeth, so I don't know what you're talking about. And I get it. So just sit in silence. And, you, you know, maybe you've tried meditating. It doesn't work for you. And you might notice when you sit in silence that your mind just goes everywhere. Well, mine sure did. So start asking yourself some questions like, how did this happen? Like, why, why am I in this situation right now? What are the things that happen? And, and if the focus is entirely on what your partner did, turn the focus back on you. What was my role? What did I do? What didn't I do? Have I shown up for myself? What do I want? What do I like to do? What are things that make me feel happy? What are things that make me feel sad? What are things that I used to really enjoy doing and I can't remember when I last did it? Like one of the ways that you find out what matters to you is think back to like your childhood and the things that you used to love to do when you were a kid. Think about that. Write lists, by the way. Journaling here is very important. So write these things down as, you know, all these questions that I'm asking. If you start asking yourself, just keep that journal nearby so that you can quickly jot down the thoughts that come to mind. So as you're listening, because that's what I call this silence, this exploration that you're doing, you're trying to find that inner voice. And your inner voice has always been there, by the way. It's just that she's gotten really quiet because you've been ignoring her maybe for a long time. So the way it showed up for me was I started to feel those those nudges. Like I would be thinking about something like, for example, my lawyer would send me an email and something, some decision I had to make. And I would stop and think because I actually back then I used to find it so difficult in the beginning to make any decisions and to gain any kind of clarity on what I should be doing. So I would, and there was no Facebook group, by the way, there was no Facebook group for me to jump into and ask, and there was no podcast that was going to help me. It was just me and my friends who'd never gone through it and my family who didn't know anything about it. And then my lawyer who was like $500 an hour, right? So I wasn't going to call her. So I'd be standing there with my thoughts, trying to ask myself this question, what should I do? What should I do? And then I would, I would present my options. Like the, it, it, I came about this method, by the way, very by chance. And, but I was like, okay, so here was one set of options. Like my lawyer often presented a couple of options. So here was one set of options. And then I would notice this icky feeling in my body. Like I would feel this sort of constriction. Um, the way that it shows up for me quite often when, when there's something happening or I'm being asked to do something that isn't right for me, uh, and so it's out of alignment with who I am and what matters to me. So this is my self-awareness. I notice it in my throat. You know what's funny? Even as I'm talking to you about this, I can feel it in my throat. So I get this sort of constricted feeling in my throat, the kind of feeling you get just before you're about to cry and you're kind of forcing yourself not to, but this kind of weird feeling in your throat, I'm sure you know what I mean. Anyway, that's one of the ways that I know that the thing that I'm thinking about, it doesn't feel good or that what someone is suggesting to me doesn't feel good, right? So that is your body telling you this high alert, 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 red bells going off, whatever. This isn't right for you. This isn't the right one. So then I would ask the other scenarios. I'd ask myself like, okay, well, what about this option or that option? And inevitably one of them would feel easiest. Inevitably one of them would be the one that I wanted most. Or I had like a, a plan D <laughs> that I really wanted. So if I wasn't sure 
And I very often did this because the decisions were so big. And you've heard this before anyway, I'd sleep on it. So I'd go to bed and then I would wake up in the morning and I'd ask myself again, so what do I want to do? And I would run through those scenarios again and I would really pay attention to how my body responded to each of the scenarios. And honestly, basically what I would do is pick the scenario that I had wanted the night before, the one that was the most appealing to me. And I'd ask myself again, how do I feel about this decision? And if it felt good in my body, no constrictions, no throat thing going on, then that was my decision. And that's how I made decisions. And you know what? I can honestly say they were always right. They were always right for me. Did they always make my ex happy? No, but that wasn't my priority. I had stopped asking what he wanted. I was asking what I wanted. I was asking what I needed and what mattered to me, what was aligned with my values, my integrity, the things that were important for me and for my boys, right? If I knew that something I was choosing was going to piss him off, I mean, not that I was trying to do that, but I didn't let that be the deterrent. I didn't go, oh, he's going to be furious with me if I choose this, so I shouldn't. No, I checked back in myself. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay with this decision, and that's that's it, done. And then I just let it go. Then I just let it go. I feel like this is becoming a conversation about decisions. (laughs) But anyway... Honestly, making, being able to make quick decisions for yourself, especially big, important ones, and to feel good about them is a true sign of self-awareness, in my opinion. When you are truly self-aware, then you are able to ask what is right for you. You will know what's right for you and you'll make a decision and you can stand by it and you're good. How would you like that as you go through this, right? How would you like to have that kind of confidence when you get that letter from or that email from your lawyer or you're asked that question or you have to sit down and figure out a co-parenting agreement and what makes sense to you? So during this journey of asking yourself these questions and working with yourself like this, you will gain so much understanding, so much love, um, so much awareness of who you are and what matters to you. So what do you think now, right? Now, I know that this work is not, you know, maybe something you're used to doing. So I, like I said, I'm not asking you to spend hours doing this or wake up halfway through the night like I did. I didn't choose to do that, by the way. But just give yourself a little bit of time when you can. Like, you know, maybe you go for a walk. And think about it. So keep the music out of your ears and just think instead. Or maybe you get up a little earlier in the morning if you know you have a big decision to make that day. Or, you know, you can find the time. You can find the time to just grab your journal and sit down and just say, okay, so who am I today? Who do I want to show up as today? How do I want to show up for my children or for myself today? Or I have this big decision you know, these, these two options that I, I need to pick between how do I feel? So if I choose, you know, option A, how does that feel? And just sit with that one for a minute, hand on heart, put your hand on your heart, like literally put your hand on your heart when you're thinking about that decision and see how you feel. Ask yourself, does it feel easy? And then does it feel hard? And see kind of what answer you get. And then ask the other option. I am absolutely sure that you will get 
signals from your body just like I did. You know, whether it's in your throat, in your gut, your heart, your head might start hurting if it's the wrong one. Um, Your body will always tell you what is right for you. Your body will let you know if you're in alignment with yourself or out of alignment. All right, you know what? I want to wrap this up. I think that is a lot for today and I want to get into the rest um, next time. So we're going to talk about being honest with yourself on the next episode because that is sort of the next step. As we're getting into learning about who we are and how this all happened, I kind of went over it in broad strokes, but I want to get into like really in-depth questions that I ask myself and, you know, how how I learned who I was and how I took that information that I was getting and changed the things I didn't like, learned to make different choices for myself and learned to be stronger and stay in alignment with what matters to me. So I would love for you to join me for that. But for now, I just want you to practice hearing your voice, to hear that that signal from your body, that signal from your heart, from your soul, wherever it comes from, telling you that, you know what, you've got this girl because you are an incredible, strong, glorious being. You are amazing. You really are. And think about the miracles that have happened for you to be here. Think about the miracles that are happening that I'm sitting here at my desk talking to you and you're hearing this message and there's a reason you're hearing it. You wouldn't be hearing this if it wasn't meant for you. You found this podcast today and you're listening to what I'm saying to you right now because you needed to hear this. This message is for you and I'm sitting here recording it. Whether you're listening to it the day it comes onto the podcast or three years later, this message is for you. And I want you to hear what I just said. So thank you for showing up for yourself today. Thank you. Thank you. And I want you to put your hand on your heart and thank yourself as well. I am thanking you with all my heart. And I am so proud of you. I love you. I thank you for being here and supporting this podcast. By doing that, you are also supporting other women who are going through this, who need to hear this. So pay it forward, hit subscribe, give me some stars in the review. Tell me what you found the most helpful from today. I'd love to know. I need to know if you find these helpful because that way I know what's working and what's not because this is about you. This podcast is about you. It's not about me. It's about finding a way to help you, reaching more of you. So I will talk to you next time. Um, you have the best day and thank you so much for being here. Wow, that was really fun for me. I got to talk about something that matters to me so deeply because it was such an essential part of my healing and my personal growth when I went through my divorce. And I am praying that you heard something today that can help you, that you realize that it's possible to find this place inside yourself and to use that for your healing. And I promise I'll be back in a week with more of this. Um, So until then, uh, I want to bring your attention to something that's happening 
this Friday. So if you're listening to this podcast on the day it dropped, it's October 2022. On the 21st of October, Friday, I'm hosting a watch party inside my Facebook community. We are watching a 20 minute documentary about domestic violence. The woman whose story is being featured will be on the watch party. She'll be with us there for a Q&A afterwards, as well as the woman who made the film. This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I want to bring attention to it. I want to raise awareness. I want to learn. I want to learn so that I can better serve women who are going through that and so that all of the women in my community, all the thousands of women who are in the Facebook group can learn how to help other women who are going through this. So, and not to mention, if you are going through this, maybe this is the story you need to hear. So I'm going to put all of that in the show notes below, and I would love to see you in the watch party on Friday. It is for women only. I will say that. Okay. Until next time, this has been a blessing in divorce.